So, hello, come back to another episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. What we're going to do today, today it's going to be about stoicism, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, stoicism, yes. Um, maybe quotes, maybe it's going to be the subreddit. I think we're actually indeed going to start with the stoicism subreddit, you know, kind of back to the roots. It is interesting. It really, well, you know, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's say it can be interesting. Um, there are many, many, many great sources when it comes to Stoicism. For example, the Daily Stoic by um, Ryan Holiday. Yes, and there are many books also by him. And of course, there are also many books by you know Seneca and and Marcus Aurelius and or Mark Aurel, and so on and so forth. And also modern Stoicism, as I'm just seeing it right there. But I. I would also argue that the Stoicism subreddit can be, can be very useful and um, usable when it comes to many different things. And also when you're having a very specific question that might not have been answered before. So you can go to the subreddit, which I'm going to show you right now for all things related to Stoicism and um, can use it, can use it for your own good. My anxiety lies to me many times. What I do, what should I do? Hello everyone, I am a 16 years old boy. Thanks for reading my post. There is a famous phrase from the Stoic Seneca that said, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. This phrase seems to encapsulate well what my anxiety does to me. I suffer imagining, um, I suffer imagining scenarios that never happen, or if they happen, it is not as nearly bad as I thought before. Today, for example, I was anxious to tell my father about a party that I was invited, thinking that he would react very angrily and aggressively, and that he would not let me go to the party. It didn't happen, he let me go, and he was pretty calm with that. This happens all the time, especially in my relationships. It seems my brain is playing tricks on me and I feel it's cutting off plenty of my potential as a person. I would argue that realizing that and seeing that, I'm sorry you have not seen the whole thing, I think realizing that and seeing that first of all is a very um, a very good indicator because without seeing things and I'm you know talking about this millions of times, um, without seeing things you cannot actually do anything about it so one has to make sure or try to see certain things, try to see certain uh, distortions, let's call them distortions, um, so that we can do something about them. Um, but I am no expert, I am no therapist, I am no person that... Um, have I been anxious? I don't actually know. <laughs> um, I might have been, you know, regarding certain things, you know, thinking that this, that, and the other thing is going to be super duper bad and super duper uh, worse than it actually was then. And um, I think, I think we're just trying to protect ourselves. I think we're just trying to, to make sure that, that we're feeling good, you know, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't ask this person because afterwards I might feel really bad. Maybe I shouldn't do this, that, and the other thing because I might feel bad afterwards. So um, 
it's just us protecting ourselves. It is just us trying to protect ourselves. And uh, it really makes sense. It really does. And I think it is also quite interesting to think about, like, why are we anxious? You know, in terms of, in well, back to the roots, you know, why have we been anxious for, you know, such a long period of time? I mean, since um, basically we exist, I would say. I mean, there, there probably was, and I do not know any data, I do not know any facts, to be honest, but I would assume that there are, um, I mean, that there have been certain reasons why nature gave us anxiety. Whether it was okay, now we really have to do something, you know, now we should really do something, or it, it was, I don't know, I mean, there are many options, I think, why we are like this and why we have this trait. And I think discovering this initial biological reason and also discovering the reason you are anxious or maybe anxious, you know, trying to figure things out, understanding it. I think understanding then leads to accepting it, you know, and, and being able to maybe solve this problem, solve this, this issue, like, um, why why do I think that somebody is going to be angry? And I don't necessarily think that everything has to always be rooted in um, childhood. Many things are, but I kind of have a feeling that not everything has to be rooted in um, in, 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 in childhood. I've just experienced the benefits of being a stoic. What is the most difficult thing to accept or admit about yourself? This could be something you feel you should ultimately accept or something you feel you should admit in order to work on and move beyond. No need for detail unless you feel like sharing, no judgment, just as an opportunity to share and think about ourselves and our goals. Something that I think that I've realized yesterday was when it is not about me, when it is about another person, when I'm talking to another person, I probably should give opportunities to talk. I should not. And I mean, I think it is a very difficult ratio to get right, I'd say. But some people like to talk about things and some people don't like to talk about things. And, um, you know, asking too many questions might be a bad idea. And asking too less questions might also be a bad idea. So I would believe and I would think that there should be or, you know, would have to be a good ratio of um, giving this person just the opportunity to talk about certain things. And this is clearly what I'm seeing there, that this person decided to um, understand that people do not necessarily have somebody to talk to, at least not, you know, when it comes to, you know, very deeply rooted things. But now they have. And this is one of the great things about Reddit and social media in general, and also one of the reasons why I think do really hate people demonizing social media and being like, oh, I feel bad because of social media. And um, of course, I mean, there probably is a lot of data on that. Pro there probably is a lot of um, reasons why we were not designed for all those, um, all those ads, all those um, inputs and whatever. But still, we can use it for a really great sake. Um, let's see what people are saying. I really need to stop looking at the negative. I got into a habit of signing and moaning when I had to do the mundane tasks such as home, housework. 
I have an addiction to online pornography, which I am having a very hard time trying to stop. I also have a continuous feeling that I don't have time for art, which is completely untrue because I spend all time watching TV shows and movies instead of doing art. I'm in a loop and I'm way too lazy in the mornings and don't warm up till 9.30 a.m. Which I can understand and it might be about dopamine and uh, a very great source when it comes to dopamine is Andrew Huberman. Um, I think the latest newsletter, which is available on his website, so Andrew Huberman live podcast at think.com, I don't remember, um, but Google for Andrew Huberman and dopamine and, you know, go through this content, go through this information, this um, sometimes very scientific, but yet always very understandable and very, very, very well done, well distributed. Also, sometimes a few clips and whatever, um, one should definitely check that out um, because it might be about that. Um, these entertainments or pleasures such as TV show or movies or games have a side to them that is a lot worse than any other harm they do, which is that they destroy any other activity. They destroy. You watch a TV show for an hour or two and there is an okay amount of time, not too much, but once you're done watching and you try to do your art and start drawing, all you want to do is watch TV now. Is it really the case? I don't know. This is me in a nutshell. So apparently, um... This is basically what this person is is having quite the hard time dealing with. Um, maybe there is, and I hope that this is fine as I um, as I have been talking about it before. Um, sometimes it might be the case that uh, publishing certain things might not be a good idea. <laughs> Um, so let's actually check out whether we can find something great uh, on Stoicism on YouTube. Um, probably from the Daily Stoic. I feel like that most often they are pretty great, yet quite short. How to conquer your anxiety. I mean, <laughs> this is a joke. It is a short, but I think it's... it's um, I think we should go through that, should we? I hope it's not too We're anxious, we're worried about this thing that's going to happen, this thing we're dreading, this, this thing we're, we hope doesn't occur. We think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, Mark Cerullo says, you know what you're going to do. You're going to meet that problem with the same... Wait a second. No. Did you ever meet... No. We're anxious, we're worried about this thing that's going to happen, this thing we're dreading, this, this thing we're, we hope doesn't occur. We think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, Mark Cerullo says, you know what you're going to do. You're going to meet that problem. We're anxious, we're worried about this thing that's going to happen, this thing we're dreading, this, this thing we're, we hope doesn't occur. We think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, Mark Cerullo says, you know what you're going to do. You're going to meet that problem with the same weapons, with the same tools, with the same attitude that you've met all your previous problems. You'll be fine. You'll get through it. Don't wreck yourself today with worry and anxiety and rumination, right? Just realize you have the tools. You've been through stuff like this before. That's what you will meet tomorrow's problem with. So be comfortable with that. Be confident with that. You'll meet tomorrow with the same weapons you have today, with the same weapons you've met all your obstacles and adversity with in the past. And that's what do you actually And maybe even more things and more techniques, more opportunities, more tools 
to work out and, and work on those certain things that you're having trouble with. Um, period. I'm very sorry for the aspect ratio. It was totally shit there. <laughs> so, um, you know, this, this, uh, how should I say, this window that I'm having there for the stream and, and or, or podcast and whatever, it is definitely not that great um, for shorts. It's definitely not designed for shorts. Um, in one minute or less. Let's check that out. You haven't seen it. So 60 stoic lessons in one minute or less. By the way, the other one was how to conquer your anxiety, hashtag shorts, um, by the daily stoic slash Ryan holiday. This is my source, by the way. The stoics believed it's not what happens that's important. It's how we respond to what happens. We don't control the outside world, but we control what we do in reaction to the outside world. We control how we rise to face obstacles. We decide what we make of the opportunities that life throws at us. We don't control what happens. We control how we respond. That's stoicism. There's an amazing story about Kurt Vonnegut and Joseph Heller who wrote Catch-22 and Slaughterhouse-Five. They're at the party of this billionaire. And Vonnegut is teasing Heller and he says, this billionaire that whose house we're at, he, he made more money this week than your book will make it its entire life. And Heller says, but I have something that he doesn't have. Vonnegut says, what's that? And Heller says, I have some idea of what enough is. He says, I have enough. This idea of enough is so powerful. Seneca, who quotes Epicurus says, if you don't regard what you have as enough, you will never be happy even if you rule the entire world, right? Enough is never enough, the Epicureans and the Stoics say, for the person who enough is, is too little. And if, if you can get to a place of enough, what I have is good, everything else is extra, then everything you get is, is a bonus and, and the rest of your life is amazing. But if you tell yourself you'll only be happy if, if I'll feel better when, you'll never get there. The finish line will move, I promise you. Enough is enough. Seven Stoic don'ts, things you must stop doing right now according to the Stoics. Don't be overheard complaining, not even to yourself, as Marx really says. Don't talk more than you listen. Two ears, one mouth. That's Zeno. Don't tie your identity to things you own because those things are fragile, because those things can be taken from you at any moment. Don't compare yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of joy. Don't suffer imagined troubles, as Seneca says. It'll either happen or it won't. Don't suffer before you need to. Don't judge others. Strict with others, tolerant with yourself. That's Marcus Aurelius. Remember, you mess up too, so don't judge other people. And finally, don't overindulge in food or drink. This is... Have I... Either I have misunderstood that, but... Strict with, strict with others and tolerant with yourself. I think it is the opposite. I might have overheard that, but I still want to clarify. Um, as far as I know, um, it is strict with yourself and very tolerant with others, which I um, also believe makes sense and is a good thing. Um, especially, I mean, when I'm the boss, when I'm the person that is in charge of something, uh, I cannot expect anyone to work as hard on this particular thing, on this business, as I'm doing it. I cannot expect it. Period. This is what it is. Why? Because it is my business and it is not their business. Um, so, period, <laughs> I would say. But also regarding many things. I mean, I am fully in control of what I do, um, you know, basically also what I think, what I say, and, and whatever. And I am not in control of other people. So uh, 
expectancies are big thing expectancies are bad um but uh i mean i can't control it so i i have to live with what i'm getting i have to live with um what i'm having you know what those people are doing this is all i get and period of course i can talk to them and of course i can talk to them uh in a certain way so that they you know might feel like doing more or doing better or whatever but uh yes is the idea of temperance it's about balance it's about the right amount so those are seven stoic don'ts to stop doing right now three lessons from marcus aurelius number one it's not what happens it's how we respond to what happens he says the impediment to action allows us an opportunity to move forward to try a different action number two he says ask yourself at every moment is this essential do i really need to do this and he says when you do less you get the double benefit of doing less better the third thing from marcus aurelius this would be the extra exercise of memento mori. He said you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. He says let. And this is the quote with which I'm willing to end the episode here. Memento mori. Remember that you're gonna die. Whatever is happening to you at this time, at this very point of time, today or whatever, um, you're gonna die someday. It's hopefully gonna take another hundred years or something. But we're all gonna die. And um, I think that there are two options that we're having. Either we are, um, either we're trying to live as good as a life as we can for ourselves, whatever this might mean to us. And this is definitely not about having uh, financial success, nor, nor success in general. Um, but we can either do this or have a fucking shit life. And we decide we can at least um, decide to a high degree of course circumstances still matter even though circumstances apparently are not that detrimental to happiness but uh, still memento mori so see you soon i do really hope that i've been able to share some thoughts of value to you and i'm hopefully gonna see you the next time so